Welcome, everybody. This is Christian Gossip from Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. Uh, thank you for tuning in in person. Thank you for tuning in on Zoom. Thank you for tuning in on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in on Instagram. God bless you guys. Um, I know it's been a, been a minute since I preached, but uh, we're going to do something amazing today. I can feel it in the spirit. I believe you guys are going to be encouraged. You guys are going to be refreshed. You guys are going to have a new sense of hope in your faith. So pull on the anointing today, and you'll receive it in Jesus' name. So before we jump into like testimonies and all that, I wanted just to um, cover some announcements. So next week, we'll be completely shut down. So no uh, Healing Tech Boot Camp. No prayer meetings, no teaching. We're just going to do a, a, just a break, just to spend time with family, take a vacation. But the following week, we'll start back up. So I believe that will be on the 2nd. That's a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday, yeah. So we'll start with uh, our prayer meeting on the 3rd. We'll start teaching on Thursday, and that'll be our last Thursday for teaching. And then the next following week, January 14th, we'll be launching the church on Sunday mornings. So, glory to God. We're excited. We, we've been working hard. We have a solid team. I'm grateful for everyone here that participates and helps and contributes because you guys have gifts and talents. And you, if you're feeling led to contribute in any way, please talk to one of us. Um, we need help and we need additional help. So, um, we'll be starting on the 14th. And um, what else were we going to say? Uh, yeah, I think that's it for announcements, right? 
Okay, that's it for announcements. But also too, just to add, when we do January 14th, we will be going live on Facebook. We will be going live on Instagram. We will be doing you know the podcast hopefully, and and get people on Zoom as well because we want to still, um, we still want to reach our virtual family through Christ, right? So. But please invite your friends, you know, coworkers, whoever, you know, everyone's welcome to come. So um, we're excited and we're going to be launching our YouTube uh, the first or the second of January as well, our brand new YouTube. And we're going to start putting some really cool content as well. So <clears throat> does, I, does anyone have any testimonies or anything they would like to share that God's done for them this past week? You want to go for it? Okay, here. Um, so we've currently just been in the market for housing. Um, we've just been trying to find like um, just a kind of a place for us to settle in. Um, just to kind of start off the new year and just like have everything, all of our eggs kind of covered in one basket. Right. So, um, we've been searching and we've been looking around. We've been touring houses. We've been looking at houses and. and we just haven't really been fully drawn completely into a place. Um, and there was just one night where we were thinking about we were going to go in on this one place. Um, there was like this, there was a little bit of a piece about it, but there was still like some things we were still kind of iffy on. Mm -hmm. So we we looked again, we did another search. Um, and then we ended up finding this this other place that we hadn't seen before. Uh, it, it appeared on like the, the apps that we're using to kind of search for things. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went to go tour the very next day and we just like immediately fell in love with like every aspect of it. It covered every single wish, every single want that we were asking of God. Mm -hmm. um, everything that we could have needed and everything that we did need is like accommodated in that house. Wow. So yeah, we and we ended up applying for it. We put in everything that we needed for it, and we got approved for it. So, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Now that's always exciting. Congratulations. To rent. Okay, rent. But still, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's huge, especially in this economy, and especially in these times to find a place. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely God ordained, and he he made favor. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Glory to yeah. God. Let's give him another round of applause. Oh yeah, God. that's awesome. Glory to God, that's huge. So I got that full piece. Yeah, full yeah piece. exactly. Partial. It was like yeah. partial. And the other thing was that it was also like, on the, it had been on the market for like a month. Really? But we we hadn't seen it before, and it was like that final check that oh it was like, here it is, like right here. Wow. And, and like also like the water coverage, which is like really a big deal. That is yeah, huge. That's huge. Mm -hmm. that's huge. That's an extra expense that you'd have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me too of like when we found this house you know mm -hmm. like it was just it was months and months and months and god finally opened it provided and he did the same for you so that's why um it's always good to share this stuff because there's people out here that are trying to find a home mm -hmm. that have lost their hope mm -hmm. you know they they feel discouraged and I'm, I'm glad you shared that so thank god um anybody else okay Okay, so anyways, I'll make this real quick. But so last Thursday or a week ago, I was in Atlanta. Um, I went for a prayer fasting retreat. Um, the pastor's John Anasike. Um, he is an African pastor, preacher in Cape Town. 
he has like I think the largest church in Cape Town. So um, I've been yeah I've been following his stuff for a little bit you know this especially this year, and uh, it was crazy how God will have favor with you if you continue to do what he's asked you to do faithfully. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. And God literally made a way where I didn't stop doing ministry or I didn't stop doing seeking first the kingdom of God, even though I'm in another state. Right? I could be like, no, I'm on vacation. This is just for me. Mm-hmm. Right? No, I was still having that mindset like, wait, people still need to hear the gospel. So even when I got there, when Chelsea dropped me off, I got four in the morning. Um, I was already like, talking to someone about the Lord. You know what I mean? Uh, this guy named Dylan. Hopefully he, he, he listens. Um, but he was he was saved, so that was great. Um, but when I got off, and I don't need to, I'll spare you all the details because it's just too long, but I ended up getting in an Uber with this guy for like 50 minutes. And he's, you know, he, we start talking, and I don't know how God got brought up, but it did. <laughs> And I started ministering to him, and, and he was asking me questions like, okay, what, what made you commit all the way? And I started sharing that, and, and I was ended up able to pray for him. And so I had a rush into the morning, um, the morning service. They have like a morning, and they have an evening. But we're already pretty much at the end of the morning because it was like 1240 when I got there. It started at 10. So anyways, I got in there. I felt like the Holy Spirit was there. I started worshiping for my, not even like, probably 20 minutes, 10 minutes. And he's like, all ministers, all people that founded ministry come up to the altar. And so at first I was walking, then Benjamin's like, oh, no, 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 don't go, don't go. And I was like, okay. So I went back in my chair, and then Benjamin's like, no, 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 go up there, go up there. So I'm like, okay. So I ended up going. There, okay, you got to figure, figure this out. There is thousands of people there, thousands, okay? Um, people have came from the UK, from Africa, from all over the world, and all over the United States, okay? He doesn't do that many conferences. He doesn't, no. This is his second time in the United States doing a conference. The first was in Jacksonville, Florida, and now this one in uh, Stonecrest, Georgia. So people waited 5 in the morning outside lines just to get a touch just to get an encounter with this guy because this guy has raised the dead this guy does you know it's obviously the lord but miracles signs wonders it's all in his ministry he's like the benny hen of africa if you want to call it that if if i can make sense like there but anyways (laughs) everyone's rushing like i i finally saw like how christians act and it's not good Okay, there's, the thing is, you cannot, you can't, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. So the thing is, we still have to tend to have love for people, mm-hmm. because that's what makes us look like Christ, right? It's the love for people, and peace and holiness. But when everyone's like, like an angry mob, trying to get a touch from a man of God, not Jesus, a man of God, it makes you reconsider things, and you think of things differently, like, wow, this is, this is crazy. But anyways, going back. Everyone's bum rushing the altar. You gotta think hundreds of people are bum rushing. God just makes a way where I just walk through the crowd. I go up the stairs and I'm in the front row. Like I mean literally, like you you cannot like 
even Benjamin's like, you were even late. You, you were not even the first one. First of all, I didn't even get there till three hours later when the conference started. People have been waiting since five. Okay. And then everyone's rushing to get in front and God's like, and puts me right there in the front row spotlight pretty much. So he's going in, he's roaring. It's on YouTube. You can, you can watch it. It's, it's called the spirit of revelation. Ecclesia. It's on YouTube has tens of thousands of views already and thousands of people were there and I wasn't expecting anything to happen. I really wasn't. I was just like, Lord, it's my first time. All I remember I, was, I said in the, here grabbing my luggage and everything, I said, God, I don't know what you have for me, but I trust you. That's what I said. Literally, I don't know what you got for me, but I trust you. So God <laughs> literally makes a way where John Anasike is, you know, we're all praying in the spirit against the principalities and the princes of darkness and over Washington, D.C. That's what we're battling against. And he was on the other side of the platform and the Holy Spirit says, he's going to give you the mic. I want you to say, this is war. Not roar like everyone else that he told to do. He said, the Holy Spirit said, he's going to give you the mic. And I want you to say, this is war. Now, I don't know if you guys remember when we did the Westgate, when I sent you guys all that group mm -hmm. text, mm -hmm. I said, we are declaring war mm -hmm. against the enemy. Mm -hmm. I said, we are soldiers and, 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 and um, warriors for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And that was brewing in me for a whole week. That right there, but I didn't get to say that Westgate. It wasn't the time to say it. This is the time in front of a huge audience. So he's giving the mic, and everyone's like, oh, oh, like, it's just a sign of, like, we were praying in the spirit, but it was like a roar of, like, a lion of Judah, like, just breaking it off. So he comes to me, he puts the mic on my face, and he grabs the back of my neck. Like, he grabs it with two fingers, and I can feel like, okay, this is a connect. Like, I can feel that there's anointing there. And I just said, this is war. I mean, it's, like, loud. And then he grabs the mic, gives it to someone else, but he's still holding on to me. He doesn't have to touch me. And I knew, I said, okay, he's, he's transferring an anointing. And what I felt like the Holy Spirit told me, it was revival fire. That's what it was. Revival fire, because we had all different types of ethnicities, all different types of nations on that altar that were supposed to get spread out throughout the U.S. and the world to start that revival here in America. So there was a lot of other stuff that the Lord gave me during that conference, but that was so powerful because I was not expecting that. You know, I never, I guess I never seek that stuff. I was seeking that stuff. And then I stopped and said, God, I don't need man. I need you to touch me. I need you to speak into my life. I need, I need to hear your word. And then God just confirmed it with a man of God. And so anyways, I want to share that with you is that don't lose hope when you think that, okay, I'm not going to get rewarded for my faithfulness. Because the Lord talked to me afterwards. You got to think, hundreds of people, okay, wait, thousands of people were there, and they didn't get touched by him. Mm -hmm. God made a way where I'm in the front row. Even Benjamin joked about it a month or two ago. He says, mm -hmm. what if you go to the conference, and you get up on stage, and he gives you the mic, and you say something, and he touches you? And literally what happened. And the, uh, Lily prophesied without with him joking. He like prophesied, but it was like, 
it was a joke, but it literally happened because that's like, it was so far fetched that God made it happen. That's why I'm just telling you that we have a wonderful, miracle-working God. And if you lost hope today, I believe that God's going to rekindle that hope because when I entered into, um, once we finished that conference that day and I went into my uh, hotel room, I felt like the Lord spoke to me. He says, Christian, that was just a treat. I'm rewarding you for your faithfulness. All the times that you would do tent revivals and there would be no one there or, or people wouldn't show up or it'd be one or two or three. Now I have rewarded you for your faithfulness out into the public to nations, to thousands of people. Because he says, Christian, what you've done in secret, I reward it out in the open. That's what he said to me. He gave me the word because all these other people are just wanting me, 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 bless me, bless me, bless me, give me a miracle healing. And they would like, they were devastated. I mean, people were sobbing like they got left for the rapture because they didn't get touched. I'm not kidding. Like this, this is where it gets crazy. That's why we got to depend on the Lord. You got to depend on God. Don't depend on man, right? It says with, with man, things are not all possible, but with God, all things are possible for them that believe. So I just want to share that with you. Um, also, I got to minister to this one gentleman. His, um, <laughs> it was crazy. We were, me, Benjamin, and Rima were waiting in line. We got done with the conference. We're in the Atlanta airport. We're going to go to Phoenix. And we started talking about the bond servant of Christ, John Asike. And this African pastor is right in front of us. And he turns around and he's like, oh, were you at the conference? He's like, oh, I, I remember you. I saw you <laughs> up there on stage. And then I realized he's not African, he's Haitian. And then I realized when we started talking, we instantly started connecting in the spirit. Like I could tell he's a man of God. He's like, oh yeah, I have my uh, church. It's called Hope Church, First Haitian Community Church in Mesa. I'm like, what? Like, what a small world. And I'm like, no one's from Mesa. I'm from Mesa. So you're from Mesa? Okay. And then he also was saying that... um, what was the last part he said? Um, he's like, yeah, when I saw you, he's like, you definitely got touched by the Lord. John Anasike, he deposited something in you. And he said that, and that was confirmation with two other witnesses. So God will make it true with two or three witnesses, right? And so we're talking, and he's telling me about his church. I'm telling him about that I'm about to launch a church. And so we're walking, and we literally... I didn't pick my seats. He didn't either. God put us in the same row. And he, I'm in the window. He's in the aisle, and someone's right in the middle. And it's this young man. Find out his name is Pedro. He is a Brazilian soldier, and he is, uh, what do you say, the platoon or something like that. And he's 23 years old. The Lord starts giving me words of knowledge, like so accurately. I had three words of knowledge for him. And I even told him, I said, hey, you're between an evangelist and a pastor. You're probably going to get saved. And we all started laughing, right? (laughs) Because he was saying he was Christian, but he wasn't. He didn't believe Jesus is God. He thought Jesus is just, you know, a good man, a prophet. But he believes in spiritualism. And the thing is, what I want to share with him, we were trying, we were going, me and him were back and forth. We're tag teaming this, this young kid. And what broke my heart was that he had all these words of knowledges that God gave me that were so accurate from his childhood. Like, I mean, 
he had a soccer injury on his left ankle and it pops and it doesn't feel the same. And I told him that. And he's like, how did you, you know what I mean? He's like tripping. Well, I said, hey, there's this demonic entity that came and visited you in the dream when you were little. Is that true? He's like, yeah, it happened one time. I said, that thing is still trying to kill you. It's still a sign to your life. And then I also said, you're an artist. He's like, yeah, I used to play the keys. I used to sing. And I used to play the guitar. How would I know that unless the Spirit of God is flowing through me? And this is what he said. And he's like, well, I want to do all these things first before I give my life to Christ. But I said, you're not promised. Do you understand? We were 20,000 feet up in the air, and the turbulence was crazy. I'd never been in, the, in a plane that shook like that. I was like, dude, I don't know. I'm like, this would scare me to give my life to Jesus just because, like, God forbid this plane crashes. So anyways, long story short, I'm praying for Pedro. Pedro, if you're listening, I gave him my contact information. We're praying for you, brother, because God wants you to be an evangelist. We need people in Brazil to preach the gospel because it's a dark place. We've seen what happened with all the stuff, the parades that they did, and that flood that came right after when they're mocking Jesus. Yeah. There was judgment upon that. But anyways, that's all I have to share with you guys. So we'll jump into prayer. Um, Jordan, do you mind praying us in? Father God, we thank you for another blessed day on this earth. We thank you that you're granting your anointing uh, to Christian right now, that he is going to be lifted up and that he's going to be the vessel for the Holy Spirit to speak to us freely today. And we just ask that every ear um, and every just voice that's listening to this podcast is going to be strengthened and hastened in your word, Father God. And we just thank you that you're granting a revival and just rising up a nation of powerhouses for you, Father God. We thank you that just this nation is going to be on fire for you. And we thank you that you're just bestowing that upon to this podcast. Um, And we thank you, Father God, that you've instilled Holy Spirit into each and every one of us that will be overfilling. And we just thank you for all these things, Father God. Um, And in Jesus' mighty and righteous name, we pray to you, Father God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. That was perfect. Thank you so much. All right, so today's title is Hope Through the Fire. So that's today's title. If you guys are taking notes, if you guys want to follow along with your Bibles, apps, whatever, um, we're going to be going into the book of Daniel, chapter 3. Now, what was really interesting about this particular um, topic, I believe God is preparing us to go through fire next year. I believe God is preparing us to go through trials next year. I believe God is preparing us to go through things that maybe we didn't expect. And I'm not here... To scare you. I'm here to tell you who your God is and how in this time we need to have hope in him. Don't get me wrong. I'm an evangelist. I preach the gospel. I do so much stuff for the Lord, but there's still things that I'm hoping on to that God hasn't answered just yet. Okay. So not everything's not just perfect for me and I get this perfect favor all the time. Yeah. Last week was amazing and I had a lot of favor and, and God does things that are so humorous in a sense, like, for instance, like we ordered pizza and wings and, it, and I already did it before time 
and they're like, oh, sorry, we messed up. We'll refund you your whole money and give you everything that you need. I mean, or like there's this plant that I was looking for. It's like a blue agave plant that I've been wanting for months. And it shows up in my front door. My mom was like, oh, here's two of them. You know what I mean? It's just like certain stuff. You're like, what? Like God cares about the little and he cares about the big. But you have to realize who your God is and who do you serve. Are you going to bow down to other gods that can give you something right now? Are you going to bow down to the God of this world that can give you all the desires instantly? Or are you going to serve the one true living God that's faithful, that's mighty to save, that heals the brokenhearted, that when you become saved, that you're in the Father's hand and no man can pluck you out of it? You got to realize that Satan is here to tempt you to go astray so that you put your hope and faith and trust in the world and what it has to offer you or how you can make it or how you can go and get it, right? Oh, I'm going to grind to get it. I'm going to work nonstop until I get it. I used to be that way. And I feel like God still keeps that mentality in my mind to get stuff done for ministry. But I have to take a seat back. The Lord told me, I was, I've been fasting and praying for the past two days off and on. And the Lord said, Christian, because I was stressed out. I was tired. I'm losing hope. I'm like, Lord, we have so much stuff we have to do. Like, I got a baby on the way. Father, I'm working right now. We got to clean the house. We're about to launch a church. We got to do these YouTube stuff and everything else in between. And when I laid it before the Lord, and I felt like the Lord just spoke to me so clear. He says, Christian, go in the back seat. It's time for me to drive. It's time for me to lead. And that's what I'm saying to you. Have hope in God today. So, okay. So the title is Hope Through the Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I'm just going to read it from the top. I have other scriptures to share, but I'm going to like just... I'm not going to run through this quickly, but I'm going to give you the context of what we're talking about today. So the image of gold. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the, sat, the satraps, administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces <clears throat> to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. So King Nebuchadnezzar at this time is creating a golden statue of himself. Okay? Talk about prideful, right? <laughs> like, I mean, a massive, I mean, we're talking a huge golden idol of him, okay? And he's bringing everyone that is involved in the government and anyone that's important to come. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then Herod cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, 
lyre, or, pal or palmistry, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Now, get this. So, think about this. King Nebuchadnezzar is building an idol of himself, a gold image. And he's bringing all the public officials, he's bringing all the government officials, anyone that's important is here. And he says, anytime any music is played in symphony, you have to stop what you're doing, bow down, and worship this idol. Okay? And, and he said, if whoever doesn't worship this idol, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So what I'm telling the people of God today, are you going to bow down when your government says, you know, you need to worship us? Are you going to bow down when your school board says, no, we're implementing this? Are you going to bow down when they're trying to shut the churches? Are you going to bow down when your work's like, you cannot praise, you cannot worship? I want to tell you that we have a miracle, mighty working God that is powerful to save, that he is Jehovah great Jehovah. He is the Almighty One. He is the one that can save you out of the fire of your trial. Do not bow to the images of this world. Bow down to the one true living God that is Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory to God. Oof, I feel the, I'm trying to feel the anointing. All right. Verse 7. So at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, languages fell down and worshipped the golden image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Imagine that. But you know what? What I need to tell the, the body of Christ is that this is going to happen again. But it's not King Nebuchadnezzar. It'll be the Antichrist. He'll make an image of himself. He'll speak through that image. It will literally come to life. The image will come to life. And he's going to sit in the throne, the third temple that will be created. Remember, King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the first temple. You know that? It was in 583 B.C. He destroyed the first temple. Actually, today, wow, today is the anniversary of the first temple being destroyed. So people in Israel are actually mourning and fasting because of that day. See, the thing is, in the Jewish in Judaism, excuse me, in Judaism, they only feel that you can only encounter God within the temple, right? Like, they believe the Holy Spirit can come upon people, but if you really want to encounter God and make sacrifices of atonement, it's only in the temple. That's why they wail, and that's why they cry at the Western Wall. You see them when they go with the rabbis, the Orthodox, and they're like, going like this with their books, they're waiting for the day that the third temple was built. But we know in the scriptures of the book of Revelation that the Antichrist will reveal himself. And he will sit on the throne in the temple of God saying, I am God. Worship me. And there will be people that worship. And then, I think then, the, the Jews will open their eyes and see. And what I was saying, just to recap, this will happen to us eventually. Just like everybody in Babylon was worshiping the golden idol 
of the golden image of King Nebuchadnezzar. This is going to happen in the future when the Antichrist reveals himself. There will be a statue made of him. He'll bring it to life. He'll be in the temple of God, sit on the throne of where God reigns, of the Holy of Holies, and say, I am God, worship me. Are you going to bow to the beast? Or are you going to bow to the Lamb of God? Are you going to bow to the idols and what the world has to offer you? Or are you going to wait for the line of Judah to come and to devour his father's enemies? That's what's going to happen. So we have to make a decision. God is preparing us in this next year. Are you going to bow to idolize, idols? Or are you going to bow to the one true living God? Glory to God. All right, verse 8. Therefore, at the, the time the certain Chaldeans came toward and accused the, the Jews. Do you know what Chaldeans are? So these people were, were part of the Babylonians, Chaldeans, also Persian descent. But these Chaldeans in Scripture are identified as demons too. Like legit demons. Like, so these people were like demon-possessed. And those same spirits still roam the earth. Those Chaldeans, look it up. Do the research. It's really, it's quite interesting. Because they were all into sorcery, black magic, the black arts, the, the powers of darkness. That's how they channel things. But they always see, the thing is, Satan is always going against the Jews. Always going against the Jews. Even right now. 500 years before Jesus is even born, he's already going against the Jews. And he's been going against the Jews. And he will continue to go against the Jews. We just have a Hamas now, right? That's battling with the Jews, right? Okay. Let's go further into verse 9. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, Lyrae, palstry, and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews who have set over their affairs to the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. So when you go against the norm, when you go against the mass of people that are all going this way, you're going to be highlighted to them. And you're going to be on their radar. You're going to be a target to destroy. So I want you to realize that when you follow God, you're going to be targeted by the enemy, period. Okay? But, I'm going to just keep going along. <clears throat> We're going to keep going. All right. And right here. Verse 13. The Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king, Nebuchadnezzar, spoke, saying to them, if it is true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I, which I have set up. Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, diary, and, and palmistry, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good, 
He's calling him good. See, that's good right there. In these last days, in these last days, we're going to call good evil and evil good, right? So, in these last days, in these last days, we're going to call evil good and good evil. King Nebuchadnezzar is telling um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that what I made, a golden image of myself, that you need to worship is good. That's what the enemy has done. They've called all this stuff that is against God's law good. And we're supposed to compromise. We're supposed to bow down. And we're supposed to not fight back. But guess what? These three Jewish boys stood up for their faith and said, we're not going to worship your false idols. We're going to worship the one true living God, Yahweh. And he will save us. And this is what it says right here. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve also will deliver us. Did you hear that? From the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if we not... Let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. Do you see how much faith and hope they had in, in, in Jehovah? The thing is, they are going about to be thrown into a fiery furnace, and they're standing up. See, God only needs a small remnant. God only needs people that will stand up for their faith. Can we get a hallelujah? Glory to God. All right. Thank you. Jesus. Okay. We're going in here. Saved in fiery trial. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I really believe in that moment a demon constorted his face. Because that's only demons want to get worshipped. Only small little g-gods want to get worshipped. And he wanted the worship. All they're trying to do is get you away from the one true living God, that you don't worship him, right? They don't care if you worship grass, trees, stones, animals, people, celebrities. As long as you don't worship the one true living God, we're good, right? Okay. <clears throat> Let's keep going on. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So think about this. When you don't compromise to the devil, he tries to turn it up seven times worse, seven times hotter. He will try to embarrass you. They're in their trousers, about to go into a flame, okay? This is in front of everybody. This is not in private. He's trying to make a public spectacle saying, hey, if you don't worship me, you're going to face the same judgment as them. But what I want to tell you is don't you serve the God that created the heavens and the earth. Isn't he the God that his throne is in the third heaven and it says the earth is his footstool? Doesn't all creation 
cry out to great Jehovah Jireh, to great Jehovah Nisi, to great Jehovah Shalom, which is our God. And it says right here, Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He rose up in haste and spoke to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. <laughs> so this is what I want to say. When you do not bow before man and gods, you will be promoted by the Most High. <laughs> I said, when we have hope in God, and when you obey Him, He will manifest Himself to you. Ooh. Like he experienced in the furnace. Think about this. These three men are in the fire. They're in the fire. Okay, thousands of degrees hot. And there's one like the Son of God in there. I believe Jesus was in that furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I believe Jesus is the one they saw and said, Oh my God, who is this as the Son of God? And then it says that Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Did you see that? They already said, your God is greater. Your God is the one true living God. Your God is the Most High because what he's doing. What I want you to do is I want you to hope in God today that whatever miracle, whatever thing you're experiencing, whatever trial, whatever... Whatever circumstance it may be, you serve the God that is an all-consuming fire. He is the God of miracles. He is the God of signs and wonders. He's the God that can split the Red Seas wide open. He is the God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what I want to share with you guys. Do not be afraid of the burning, fiery trials because the Lord is with you. He hasn't left you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, hallelujah, come on, glory to God, right? That's amazing. And then that's what happened. King Nebuchadnezzar said, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the king's council gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. Did you see that? Oh, Lord, thank you. When you put... Your faith in the one true God. No power of the enemy will consume you. It will turn the hearts of men that grow cold and on fire for the Lord. Because of the uncompromisable faith you have in God. Did you hear that? That's what it is. Because the thing is, they were literally on fire. And it didn't consume them. The power of the enemy was supposed to kill them, vaporize them. You remember the men that threw them got killed. They got killed. They got burned. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't get consumed by the fire. And what happens is that people's, people's heart was cold towards God. And then their heart became instantly on fire when they're like, that's the most high God. That's the one true living God. And this is what the decree and declare that King Nebuchadnezzar made right here. And he said, the hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not even on them. Think about that. When we go on a campfire, we smell like campfire. 
they did not even smell like fire. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So think about this. When the kings and government officials come, but they see that you never bow down to their laws or their idols and the gods. And they said, Blessed be the God of Angelica, Jordan, and Maggie. That's the one true living. Imagine, that's, put your name in that Meshach, Rish, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That could be you as the remnant that stands before the trials of the world and you stand faithful. That's what I want to say today. So, this is amazing right here. Who sent his angels as a capital A? So that's the angel of the Lord. That's, that's Lord Jesus. And delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, language, speaks anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made as ash heap. Okay? Because there is no other god who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And like what I said before, when you do not bow before men and gods, he'll promote you. The Most High God will promote you. And think about that. Even when the enemy, what they meant to do for evil, God will turn it for your good. And on top of that, the circumstance completely changed. So now it's like whoever doesn't worship their God, you're going to be cut to pieces and you're going to be burned. Think about it. That's amazing. That's what we need to see in America. That's what we need to see globally across the whole world. That we serve the one true living God that can deliver us from the fire. And that's what I'm going to say right here. Set yourself apart with the Lord. Let his presence equip you. Let his word saturate you. This is how you become a disciple of the Lord of hosts. The same fire, this is good, the same fire that tested you is the same fire that will refine you. That's what the Lord gave me. The same fire that is testing you will be the same fire that will refine you. And I want to share this right here. This is what the Lord gave to me. I'm sharing the revelation that he gave me. He said, I have given you the keys of the kingdom of God. You have access to open and to shut doors in the spirit realm. You need knowledge and wisdom to operate these keys. And when he showed me, I was praying, because I've been praying fast, and I saw, five, I saw a key ring with five keys on it. And I knew that each key represents a phase of ministry. God told me, I mean, this is personal, but God told me, before I can go home, I have to complete five phases of my ministry. And then I can go. I'm already completed one, and I'm going on to the second. That's what I'm doing. So what I'm sharing to you is that we have been given keys to the kingdom of God. It says right here in Matthew 16, verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. Do you understand that? We have been given authority and power to stop the agents of Satan from moving into our government, to moving into our school systems, to moving into our work environments. We're just not taking initiative and authority to do so. And I'm, I'm, I am I'm part to blame too, right? I'm learning my authority, my power, 
But see, me, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew their power and authority in Christ. They knew, hey, if we don't bow to these, God's going to stand for us. God's going to save us and deliver us. And if he doesn't, we will still not bow because we'll be with the Lord. Do you understand? That, that, that's the confidence that we need to have as a church, as the body of Christ. And what I want to share with you, this is real good. So good. You know in the book of Genesis, when they kicked, Eden, uh, they kicked Adam and Eden out of the garden because of sin, it says that they put cherubim around the Garden of Eden, but then God also put a sword with fire there. I said, Lord, what is that? That's, that's kind of weird. A, a floating sword with fire that no one could enter the Garden of Eden because the tree of life was there. And see, if you ate from the tree of life, you would live forever, right? The Lord said, this is so good, that sword that was in the Garden of Eden will be the same sword in the book of Revelation when Jesus comes and rips the heavens open and that sword comes out of his mouth and defeats the enemies of God. <laughs> you understand? It went from Genesis to Revelation. That same sword is the word of God that will not be vanquished. It will not be prevailed over. It will last until generation, until generation, until Jesus comes back and defeats his father's enemies. Glory to God. This is, this is really good stuff right here, guys. And what I want to share with you guys, you need to replace your worry with hope. Right? This is, when the, this is what the Lord says. When you stop caring for whatever you're consumed, then worry will stop. When you stop caring, you stop worrying, and that's when your faith can bring forth and birth into that fire that you need, the fire of God upon you, that fire that quenches your adversaries. Because it's only faith that pleases God. It's impossible to please God without faith, right? Hallelujah. So when you stop caring, this I've, I've had this so many times, when I stop caring about Oh, I wanted that plant. It was just too expensive. God brought it to my front door. When I stopped caring about finances, God's like, okay, he just sends favor. When I stopped caring about God, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this and that. He makes a way with wisdom and understanding. And what it says right here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Thank you, Jesus. So, when you stop caring, then you'll stop worrying. And then that's when your faith can be birthed in the fire of your trial. It's, it's only faith that pleases God, and it's impossible. And this is what it says in according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. And it says right here, <clears throat> Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body and what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Think about that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you think they were caring about their clothes that they were wearing? 
Do you think they were caring about the food or how much money they had? They were getting thrown into a fiery furnace. It was either death or life, and Jesus saved them out of that fire. It also says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, in the New Living Translation, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. That's the New Living Translation. That's how you build hope when you stop worrying and you start believing in who your God is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I think that's all I have for you guys. But what I want to encourage you guys, if you're losing hope, look at the generals of the faith. Look at the patriarchs of the faith. They went through so much more than we did. And we're worried about how we're going to pay our bills or how we're going to, you know, what we're going to do for our next job or what are we going to do, you know, Christmas and how we're going to afford presents. These people were getting persecuted for their faith. And what I want to tell the body of Christ is wake up. We're next. So you need to have unshakable faith. You need to have hope in an unshakable kingdom. That cannot be moved. Do you understand that Satan himself cannot take God off the throne? That is the only force that's upon the earth that could possibly, possibly take God off the throne. And God flicked him out of heaven and he came down like a bolt of lightning. Jesus said, I saw him come down like a bolt of lightning. There's nothing our God cannot do, he cannot be stopped, he cannot be shaken. There's no God that compares to him. There's never a God that will ever compare to him. He is the one true living God. And he's the one that deserves our worship and our praise and our thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Any questions? Anything in particular? Thank you, Lord. Man, that was, I fell on fire. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, if not, let's, let's close out in prayer. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for the people that heard your word today. We thank you for the message of hope. Hope through fiery trials. Hope through the fire. Lord God, help us to trust in you always. Help us not to worry, Lord God, but help us to be so embedded with your word in your presence that no one could tell us otherwise who you are, that we would experience who you are. And I and I believe this year is going to be a year of breakthrough for the church to stop worrying and start hoping and trusting in you, Father. Father, I ask that you bless them, Lord God. I ask that you would heal the nations, Father. That you would restore hope back into your remnant. That you would restore hope and boldness and power to your church, your ecclesia. Lord, we need you. And we need revival in this land. We need revival in the United States. We need revival in our world. But it starts with one. It starts with two. It starts with three. And it consumes like wildfire. Father, I ask you that you are the consuming fire and that you would burn any type of worry, doubt, or fear out of our minds and that we would have confidence in you. Holy Spirit, touch these people. We give the glory, honor, and power, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
so does anyone need prayer for anything or any prayer requests online or anything like that? I do. Okay. What's the request? It's, um, I just, like, right before I started, you know, with uh, your, the service, your, 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 uh, your seminar or on Zoom, I just got attacked. I mean, I mean, I couldn't even concentrate. It was just trying to take me out of the, my concentration. I said, no, Father God, no, leave, leave me alone. No, Father God, help me, Father God, help me, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I kept just getting away. It's like I got attacked with um, sinus, my eyes crying and my nose and my throat. And I finished a box of tissue paper. Wow. Oh, box. It was just like, a, I thought just like a big, humongous attack. Why do you think that is? Satan doesn't want me to listen to the words because what, but your word was powerful and just mighty and it touched every bone in my body. I mean, you know, just to wake me up. But you know, yeah, it's I was funny that you're saying that, Olga. But I, I was attacked too. Hmm. I just could could not concentrate. Wow. I mean, I have dyslexia, so it's harder for me to concentrate. But I mean, it just hit me like I could not concentrate. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like I, I gotta still. I, I and then when he stops, look, it's gone. <laughs> so and what do you think I that is? You, I just needed to tell you that because it was like an evil attack. Right. Because I, I'm, I'm always talking to God and I'm speaking in tongues, praying to Him and and thank mm. Him for my health and everything, and I was fine until yeah. I sat down, opened my Bible, started taking notes, and I got attacked like. Ugly. So think about this. Even look, I couldn't even look at the Bible because my eyes were so watery. So think about this: when there is an anointing on the word that is preached, that's when Satan brings all his foes to distract you. So the thing is, we have to guard our heart and our mind because he's gonna do everything to take the word from you. I mean, I, I get it. I, I understand. There's times where I'm like praying and I'm like yawning and I'm about to fall asleep. Or when I start reading my word, I'm fall asleep. But man, I could watch a YouTube video for two hours and be cool. I mean, it's, it's an attack because the word, he doesn't want the word to get out. sensing this you have to take an power and authority to stop it even if you pray in the spirit you're just talking mm -hmm. to god unless you want the holy spirit to give you some sort of revelation how to stop it okay so next time okay. next time okay. you bind that spirit of distraction delay yes. confusion yes. all the yes. above bind yes. it and then it should leave. To... Well, then, no, just bind it, tell it to go. You use your power and authority in yes. Christ, and then it should uh -huh. stop. Yeah. And if it doesn't do it again, you do it again. Yeah. And if it doesn't do it, you okay. do it again. Mm -hmm. And then it, it will have to submit to you. 
has to. And, then, uh, and also for too, everyone it, too, because that demon yeah. Was in her yeah so that so that demon because i don't think we took charge of it but it's, it's a learning it's a learning deal because you have yeah. to take charge of it and also the people yeah. have to take charge of it so fy that's why i always bind any type of spirit i'll try to come on yeah. zoom on instagram facebook yeah. podcast because it's trying to stop the word from going to the ears that goes into the heart right so and also, can I say one something real quick? Yeah. Remember those rocks that you found in my drawer and all that? And I even forgot about them. Ever since you take took them, and I don't you threw them, I don't know what you did with them. I mean, I'm not lying to you, and I'm God knows this, I'm telling you the truth because I yeah. am like. They were healing stones from Sedona, that I, the, the Lord know, told me were, where they were at medicine. in her room. Never knew. Yes. The Holy Spirit never, said it's in I there never. and then there. Yeah. And when, and when you took them, even Angelica said it too. Even Angelica and I took that bracelet that this man, this comedian man on, on the cruise ship gave me. Well, I gave him some $5 and he gave it to me. But, you know, I, I shouldn't have not even kept it, but he was mm -hmm. evil. He was evil. I mean, he was speaking all ugly, ugly, ugly. But anyway, when you took those rocks, I'm telling you the, the truth, okay? I feel my whole house peace. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those are portals, guys. Those are no, portals no, where you give no legal rights. Like, uh, yeah, I don't I don't I can walk to any room in my house and I feel peace. And that's and I've been wanting to tell you that since the last time you took it it wasn't Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, yep. The Lord gave me what? a word of knowledge. I went into a room, I said. What is wrong? I said, something's off in your room. I said, there's something. And the Lord highlighted exactly where the drawers. I got rid of them. I threw them away. They were crystal healing rocks from Sedona parts. Okay. I, I, I didn't, I never told him about uh, where, about the rocks. He didn't even know. And I never told him where I had it. Cause I didn't even know my stuff. I had it. That's and crazy. he knew exactly because he said the Holy Spirit was leading him to, Grandma, there's something here in this, right around this area. And like, oh, like mm -hmm. what? He goes, I don't know, Grandma. I, I, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm gonna open some of these drawers. But he went to the exact drawer where they were. The huge and healing like, stone, oh. new age crystal yes. that you're supposed to grab this crystal and put it towards the full moon and put water and then collect the energy into a bowl. And then it's supposed to like, you put it on yourself to heal you. But really what it did is it, it led an open door for 20 years in your house to have dominion. I didn't even know, I haven't used them in a while, but they were still here, like he said. And I could feel like kind of, you know, yucky yeah. stuff around my, around, right. not only my house, but just around and mainly here in this room, in my, in this room right here. Yeah. And then all and ever since you took those and Thanksgiving, my whole house feels like peace. And you know what? I always sensed it in your room. Something was in your room, mm -hmm. but I thought it was just like, I just thought it was like demonic oppression. And finally the Holy Spirit told me where it was and you asked the Lord and the Lord just used me. But the thing is, um, we broke the contract for those demons to enter yes. into your home. And also it was so funny. Cause I asked grandma, I'm like, Hey, can I look in this drawer? 
And because I didn't want to invade her yeah. privacy, I asked her, and she's like, "Just don't go in the I second said, drawer because my, my lingerie is in there." And I was like, "Oh heck no!" I was like, "I'm trying to see that." Do not touch the last one. And he didn't. He went to the back to the back drawer. Is what I'm telling people. And yeah. I could feel like like um, I don't know like some kind of spirit and some yeah. kind of shadows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would have you pray, 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 pray. Yeah. And all kinds of weird stuff. And ever since that day. It's gone, and, and, and could, even me, me, I even also feel that in my spirit. Glory to God. Like peace, peace, and also, like I said, Angelica too. She said, "Grandma, there's probably something in your room." She said it too. Mm-hmm. So I she started looking, it. but on the, you know, on another place. Yeah, and what's crazy when I grab those stones, I could instantly feel a demonic presence on them. They're beautiful yeah. stones. Yeah. They're crystal. Mm-hmm. They're like they look yeah. nice, but. See, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with picking up a rock from, like, outside, right? We live in Arizona. We have tons of beautiful rocks. But when right. when you pick them up from a psychic store, when you pick them up from a New Age store, yeah. or wherever there is practices of witchcraft and tarot card readings yeah. and stuff, people put spells on those rocks. They enchant yeah. stuff, and they put an attachment mm-hmm. of a devil on there. And then that's what mm-hmm. is causing disease, sickness in your house, confusion, anger, mm-hmm. rage, mm-hmm. no peace. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we're yeah. not making this stuff up, yeah. guys. This stuff is real. Do yeah, your research. Yeah, and then it had, it had a little piece of paper when that when Grandpa gave it to me because he bought it in Sedona when he went to with a friend. Right. And then it said it has magical powers. I remember that word. Yeah. So magical well. demons. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what it was. Well, thank you for but sharing. Anyway, That's I need, amazing. I needed to say that because I, I I want other people to also look into their yes. homes because they might have stuff that yeah. they don't even know. Yes, they have to be aware. Yes. Thank, thank you for you, sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Anything else? Anybody else? Okay, Father God, I just thank you right now that you would heal both of them. Those any type of spirit, unclean spirit would leave them on the count of three. One, two, three, go in Jesus' name. Be healed. Glory to God. Thank you. All right, guys. We are calling it a wrap. We'll see you guys on the fourth. God bless you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Remember the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Love you guys. Bye.